Alright my friends, the Ultimate OD Podcast, amazing episode for you today. This is one for the ages. You're going to listen to this two, three, four, maybe five times. Once a year, you're going to want to listen to this episode. We are talking about success. How do you define it? Tune in, we'll tell you how. A little bit of office talk. I got ghosted, yes, ghosted, it's awful. And closing out of the episode, this is the Ultimate OD Podcast. Here we go. Welcome to Optometry, the Ultimate OD Podcast, building better doctors one episode at a time. Here's your host, optometrist and practice owner, Dr. Nick Lilly. All right, my friends, the Ultimate OD Podcast. Thank you for all the likes, all the emails. Please continue to leave reviews. Subscribe if you like the content. This helps us grow. It gives us energy. Now, do me a favor. And however you heard about this podcast, whether a friend told you, you saw a post on a Facebook page, you you know, left a review or read a review, whatever you did to get here, Please extend it forward. Tell a friend, leave a review. Please help us grow. All right. I love giving this content. I love talking to you. But the bigger we get, the more momentum we have, the more energy, the better we can make this experience for everyone listening. Okay. So email me at drlily at theultimateod.com. I've heard from a ton of you that are now getting ready to start practices. It is awesome. I want to help. I want to hear what you're thinking what experiences you're going through, iron sharpens iron, we will all make each other better, okay? So let's review what the past two episodes have been. We've been talking about, I've been talking to a a lot of my friends, and what we talked about was after you have a good year, where do you go from there? What's the next steps? I talked to another of my colleagues, and they want to start an office. They're looking for direction. These three questions are crucial to that initial starting point or after that first year in business. Where do you spend your time? All right, we discussed that timeline. Are you on things that are in the present? Are you going to the future? Are you going to the past? Are you in those little niches that actually make things worthwhile? Okay, listen to the episode 134 if you want to know about where you're spending your time. Great episode. Next, how do you stay entertained? Episode 135. This is very important for you to enjoy your life, enjoy your job, to wake up and be ready to go. All right. So listen to episode 135 if you want to know how to stay entertained. We gamify what we do. Everything becomes a game and I enjoy that. Well, because it's a game. This, though, is the biggest question you have to answer this is the most important question you have to answer how do you define success all right what is success to you this may change it may be the same but i know a lot about a person a lot about a practice when i hear their answer to how do you define success okay think about it This is the ultimate goal. You want to be successful, right? All throughout school, what was successful? Getting into undergrad, getting into optometry school, you know, becoming a doctor, getting A's on a test, right? Is that successful? 
You know, people that are seized, no, that wasn't successful. I want to have a life outside of this. I'm not just a student. I want to have a life here. All right, that's your definition of success, right? We all vary that, but when it comes to running a business, when you're doing what you're doing as a doctor, you need to be able to, you need to be able to answer this. All right? Can you answer it? Right now, take a second, think about it. When I say success, what do you think of? Okay? A lot of superficial answers are out there. Money. I want to have a huge gross. I want to have tons of patients. I want to have this house. I want to take these vacations. Right? A lot of things can be considered successful. When you're on the outside and I look at Marty Carroll at the Cheyenne Vision Clinic, that's success. That dude has done it all. I love his life. I love what he does and what he represents. Cool. But is his success my success? Well, I want to achieve what he's achieved, but I don't know if I'd call it the same thing, right? And I'm sure what he thought success was in his early career isn't what success is now. As he's had kids and grandkids, that changes you, right? What I want in my first 10 years of practice is different than what I want the next 10 years, okay? So we're going to examine this idea of success, go through some things I hope help you refocus your energy, refocus what you're working towards. Now, trust me when I say this, if you can define success very succinctly, everything else gets easier. You know what you're working towards. All the decisions that come across your desk are very simply answered because either they're helping you get to where you're going or they're holding you back, right? When you don't know what you're doing, know what you do, you buy all the equipment you see, you never put money towards the future because, well, you don't know what the future holds, so why not spend it now, right? You never enjoy the moment because, well, is this the best? Is this what you wanted? You aren't getting the most out of your career, out of your life, if you can't answer it. So let's answer the, or ask this one question. What is your why? Okay. What is your why? Why do you come to work every day? Why do you get up? What's your purpose? So this is something that's going to be complex. Let me help you answer that. What is your why? Okay. Again, this will get us to what success is. So I'm going to give you eight questions. You're going to go back. You're going to listen to this right now. But when you're done, I want you to literally write these questions down and answer them. I've been working on them for the past month. Okay. Literally writing down these questions and refining them, answering them. And as I've done that, everything's become more clear. I know what I'm working towards. I know what I'm doing. Okay. When you answer these questions, it can be a sentence. It can be a word. It can be a paragraph. I don't care what it is, but think about it. All right, question number one, this is what I want to ask you to ask yourself. What am I optimizing for? All right, what am I trying to achieve? I looked at this and I had a bunch of different answers. I want to create an office that holds, serve, and primary care stays optimal, but I want to be a specialist. I want people to come from surrounding areas to see me. I want other doctors to refer patients to me. I love that. Okay, that makes me feel like I have like an expertise, like I'm more than just a commodity, just a turn and burner fractionist, right? I admire the people that get up and lecture and give all these 
Hawks. I like that feeling, right? Yeah, it's a little bit of ego, but there's nothing wrong with that. What gets you up in the morning? What's your why? So I want to be an expert. So I like that. I want to build my medical side of the practice. I want to manage dry eye, right? So what am I optimizing for? Making sure that I still have my primary care, the business side of that. I want to be an expert at what I do. I want to build the medical side specifically in dry eye. Okay. All right. That's what I'm trying to achieve. Now, next question. These don't have, these aren't necessarily in any order. When you look at everything that you do, when you look at your day-to-day operations, what fills you with energy, what drains you of energy? All right. Simple question. What gives you the most juice and what's taking your lifeblood away? All right. What do I enjoy? Dry eye. I love talking marketing. I love looking at how to grow the business. When I read books, when I listen to books, I love learning about business. All right. Why do big corporations do the things they do? Why, what does, what's the value of an MBA? Why does a, you know, MBA change the mindset that big corporations want to hire them? Why can't I have that mindset and what I do? Well, when we talked about it, look at our past series of the CEO mindset. Until I did that series, I really didn't know what a CEO did. I have a much better understanding of that. That shaped what I do. I love that side of things. I love mentoring. All right. That's different than, you know, managing. Mentoring with my colleagues, you know, with my fellow doctors, with students. And that's fun for me. Okay. I like patient care. I really do enjoy my patients, talking to them, helping them out. Now, things that empty me, that drain me of energy. You'll see so there's there's things that are, you know, I love patient care. Know what I hate? Patient issues, all right, with glasses or contacts. It's so trivial sometimes to me. Like, oh, I didn't like this frame or, you know, the weird questions you get with glasses. No, the prescription's right. This is how a progressive works. That's draining to me, right? If a patient has a, you know, ocular surface disease or glaucoma and we have to manage that puzzle, that's different. That's not a problem that I'm afraid of. I like that. Not that I'm afraid of the, the glass and stuff. It just is not fun, right? The other stuff, although I understand it's a complex human condition, but that excites us, right? That's what we love to do. There's a difference. I like patient care. I hate patient issues. Staffing. Ooh. Especially in this market right now, it is not fun. But even before this market, I staffing issues drive you nuts. You know what? We just want to show up. We want to optimize our business and do our work. But then you have to manage staff because we need them to be great. It's true. We do. But it drains me. It'd be really cool if I could wave the magic wand and staffing issues would be taken care of. I talked about managing. I love mentoring, managing. So get everyone to be on the same page, making sure everyone knows what they have to do. You know, basic protocol SOPs in the office, that's managing and that's draining. I love to give that off to a manager. Well, when you don't have a manager right now, it makes it a lot more difficult. So that's fresh in my mind. Okay, and then kids exams. I feel like I do a good job with kids. Parents tend to have a good experience. They like to bring their kids to me, but those exams drain me. Maybe it's because I have four kids of my own now and I, you know, 
I deal with all their stuff all the time. My patience is a little more thin when, hey, can you read these letters? And Or I'm going to do like a cover test and little Jimmy's crying and covering his eyes. You know, hey, Jimmy, Jimmy, can you can you look at can you look at Dr. Lily? Oh, sigh. Right, you've all been there. I do it because it's necessary for the business. But does it fill me with energy? Absolutely not. Why is that important? Right? What are you optimizing for? Great question. What are you going to work towards? What fills you with energy? What drains you of energy? Now, as I'm optimizing, I can also say in an optimal ideal setting, I'm doing more of the things that fill me with energy and I'm delegating the things that don't. Now, don't get too high on the hog here and start delegating a bunch of things and then overstaffing because you don't want to do the work. That's not an efficient business either. So fine line, but eventually you'll get to that point, right? In that fill with energy, drain you of energy thing, you also have to ask yourself, does the energy I'm putting towards this task match the importance of it? Think about a lot of things that we do that we spend half a day on, and in the whole scheme of things, it's meaningless, right? It really doesn't affect the day-to-day operations. It's not going to be a long-term viable solution, but we put our time, effort, and energy into this. In my office, I'm the one that has to change out the lights. I'm the one that has to fix the you know chairs that are broken or put the chairs together. Sometimes that takes my entire weekend. I'm like, was this worth my time? Could I have been working on something more important? The answer is yes, but I haven't got to the point of fixing that yet. But when I bring it to my attention, I now can start to realize this is not worth my time. You know what? I'm going to get the chairs here and my staff will do it while I'm paying them. I'll continue to see patients or I'll continue to work on things that are more important. They can put the chairs together. Problem solved, right? But if I didn't realize that, if I didn't take a step back and look at that with that perspective, you're not going to be successful. You're not going to be happy. Okay. Number three, can my current habits take me to my desired future? Do the things that I do on a day-to-day basis get me to my ultimate goal? Well, first you need to know what your ultimate goal is, but then you need to be able to take a step back and see what you do on a day-to-day basis. Now, a lot of what I do on a day-to-day basis is the run-of-the-mill, just seeing a, seeing patients, right? But when I'm talking about this, I'm talking about the stuff when I'm not Dr. Lily, when I'm running my business, okay? So when we close at noon on Fridays, what am I spending my time on? What are my habits? And what I've started to do a lot of, a lot of videos on Facebook, or not Facebook, on YouTube, uh, blog posts. I'm getting a list of topics that are things I like to talk about, and I'm living with inside that area. Dry eye, ocular surface disease, recurrent corneal erosions, blepharitis, you know, IPL, tear care, all these things are my circle of confidence, right? I'm staying within that, and I'm going to live there. By doing that, I am going to be more successful in my mind at building an a dry eye clinic, an ocular surface disease specialty, right? But had I not looked at that, I would have been doing what I was still doing. And that's, you know, my upper management, scleral lenses. I considered sports vision and vision therapy. And I was just like a mile wide and an inch deep. 
as I focused, I've gotten better as my made my office better. All right. Remember, what is why are we having listing to these questions? How do we define success? Right. You can't be successful if you don't know what you want, what makes you happy, what gives you energy. Right. So what are my current habits and are they leading me to where I want to go? So if they're not, if they're not lined up, either one, change your habits or two, you're not really going after that goal that you say you want because your actions don't line up with it. Change your goal. All right. How do I create an environment that naturally takes me to my desired outcome? Well, in my office right now, everything we do is dry eye focused. All right. In addition to that, I was looking at expanding and growing my office. But when I looked at the expansion that I was, was going to make, it didn't fit my ultimate goal. It didn't fit that dream I had. And I cut it off. I said, nope. Thanks for the offer, but I'm going to go a different direction. I know the building that I want. I know the feel I want to have there. For what I'm trying to build and create, I can't go halfway. I mean, I could. What am I going to consider my successful or am I going to keep wanting more? The answer is I was going to keep wanting more, so I'm shifting that. All right. I also have this view that if I build it, if I market it well enough, People will come and I'll be ready to go. So by me educating myself, remember I told you I'm doing those blogs. I'm making these videos. I'm making myself an expert. I know so much more than I did two months ago. And that's creating a natural environment that when it presents in my office, I feel very comfortable talking about it. I've read two, three, four journal articles about it. I've wrote a blog about it. I've made a video about it. See how my natural environment now is taking me to where I want to go just because of the habits that I've recreated in my day-to-day life. All right. Simple question. What makes you the happiest? What are the things that you like to do? Now, this doesn't have to be all work-related. I love to go out to eat, like to be with my family, take trips. I like the medical side of things. I like having a high gross revenue, state-of-the-art equipment. All right. I like going to conferences and planning When I'm at that conference, when I can get away from the office, my mind can now be free to roam and so much good comes of that time off. All right. Those are the things that I get pumped up for and I'm ready to hit the ground running when I get back to my day to day life. Well, I need to do more of those things, right? That makes me happy. What do you value? You know, faith, family, health, education, financial freedom, time. Think about all these things that we want to do. Do they line up with what you value? Do they line up with what makes you happiest? Or are you trying to please someone else? Are you trying to match up with the people in optometric management? Someone you saw at a lecture that doesn't know you, doesn't care about you, and really doesn't matter, right? Make yourself happy. Make yourself successful. What type of accomplishments feel the most worthwhile to you. Very intrinsic. Like, and this is me being very open and honest with you. When you say a million dollar practice or you've been in practice for 12 years, I have a lot of my friends and colleagues that reach out, hey, how are you doing? Are you, great job. I'm so cool that you're doing this. I totally agree. I appreciate that. But at the end of the day, my value for that 
I don't think I'm a great office yet. I think I can be a lot better. I know what I've seen at the Shine Vision Clinic, at some of the other offices, when I talk to other eye doctors, and I hear the revenue that they have, I hear the experience and the level of knowledge that they have, and I know I'm not there, right? I value having a patient come in, have something that is complex or nuanced, and I nail it. I help them out, and I solve the problem. And then I can take a step back and say, I don't think every doctor would have figured that out or every doctor would have handled that situation like I did. That makes me proud. When the moment arises, I stepped up and I did what I was supposed to do at a high level. That's an accomplishment I value. Getting a award from the Chamber of Commerce for being X, Y, or Z really doesn't mean that much to me, right? Getting certain awards when I see, you know, and I'm not taking anything away if this is you, like Young Optometrist of the Year or Up and Coming Best Doctor Under 40. Okay, that's cool. I see what you're doing. I respect the grind. I respect the game. But can you can you hang with me? Can you actually do it in real life? Can you work in this environment? And that may be how I motivate myself, but that's the mindset I have. Okay, so those, what do you value? What's a worthwhile accomplishment to you? Answer that for yourself. And it's going to be different. I might have just said some stuff and you're like, this dude is crazy. Fine. This is for you. I'm telling you what I think, how I feel. All right. Lastly, the eighth and final part to defining success is, does your idea of success have multiple parts? Ooh, just got a little more tricky, right? It can't just be about your practice because that's not just who you are. How are you as a friend, spouse, Parent, son, daughter, right? Success has a lot of different layers to it. Now, you can take all these questions. I'm going to read them again to you. What am I optimizing for? What am I trying to achieve? Does this fill me with energy or drain me with energy? Does the energy I put towards this match its importance? Can my current habits take me to my desired future? How do I create an environment that naturally takes me to my desired outcome? What things make me the happiest? What do I value? What types of accomplishments feel the most worthwhile to you? And lastly, does your idea of success have multiple parts? All of those you can apply to your life, your practice, you name it, those questions apply. Okay? We are complex and dynamic beings, but we all want to be successful. We all are achieving striving to achieve more. If you're an eye doctor, if you're listening to this podcast, I'm talking to you. This is a very high level question that is going to be the ultimate determinant of your happiness, of your direction, of your enjoyment of life. Okay. I don't have the magic answer. I have the magic question. I have a bunch of different ways for you to get there, but you have to answer this for yourself. What are you working towards? What are you striving for? How do you define success? Please send me an email. Share it with me. I want to know. What are you going to do? Write it down. Send me an email. Dr. Lily at the ultimate OD.com. I may, you know, honestly post some people like some ideas of success, but I want to know. Commit to it. When you put it on paper, when you send that email to me, I know you're in, right? That's what you're going for. It's amazing how free and focused you will feel.
So that's what I have for you. Let me know what success is to you. We'll have more for you next week. All right, my friends, a little office talk. All right, we talked about success. I'm going to talk to you about a vision I've had. Yes, a vision. Now, please do not judge me on this because I'm a little slow to the game. Been reading a lot of uh, books and not really in touch with the, the times. But have you seen the show Billions? All right, great show. I'm three episodes in. Three. Yeah, so I don't even know if it's a great show. But what I saw in there was Axe Capital. Now, I'm not trying to be the Axe guy, but when you walked into his office or they show his office, it is awesome. I mean, the offices look amazing. They have like a therapist on there. It's an environment where people are interacting. It looks like a place that I want to work at, right? Really cool. In real life, I went to my marketing agency. We're uh, we're building a brand for the dry eye clinic, doing a little... uh. I don't know what we did, but I put a lot of stuff on sticky notes and put them on the wall and we organized them. Love marketing. Blue sky, they call it. But when I walked in, it was really cool. It was the top floor of a building in Holland, Michigan. And uh, they had a conference room. When I looked at the desk that each individual staff member had, it was very clean, but very efficient, right? They had a fun little, like, recliner chair that they kept in the light for when people felt sad and they want to get blue light from the sun said there it looked like a fun place to work all right as i'm designing my office for the first time ever i'm thinking more than just my clinical side i'm looking at how i want to design it for my staff when i worked at the lasik vision institute i uh went in there and they had their exam lanes they had the office for their their manager their closer and they also had a break room for the staff. They had a like a kitchen, and then they had like a, a room with a TV, a couch. It was comfortable, right? And I didn't think much of it at the time, but now I'm like, those are why you can retain staff, right? It's a place that they're proud of that they want to go and work. When you bring people in, when you bring reps in, and you bring them to the conference room, there's an air about it, right? It's almost like, man, this guy knows what he's doing. It translates to how they view you as a doctor, right? These things matter. I got the vision for it. Now I'm trying to create it, right? I know I, I can tell you, you know, to a T, to the exam room, the flow, how it's going to feel for my clinic. I never had this side for my staff. It's really cool to see the combination of the two and where we're going to go as an office. All right, next, hiring. Nightmare. It's a nightmare right now. Two weeks ago, we had an interview, good interview, not great, but enough to like, hey, we're going to make an offer. Called her up the next day, made an offer. She accepted on the spot. So that was on Friday. Four days later, Tuesday, she was supposed to come in and fill out paperwork. Well, she was supposed to come in at 10 and 1040. I looked at my, you know, hiring manager. I was like, hey, I'm not feeling too great about this. She's 10 minutes late, right? She goes, well, I told her 10, not 10.30. Like, awesome. I'm like, all right, give her a call, email her, text her, and nothing. We've gotten ghosted. Ugh! Awful. I need to hire someone, but I'm not just going to hire anyone. I know where we're going, the energy and effort it takes to do what I do. 
and one bad apple will spoil the bunch. So again, I'm in this dilemma of being ready to go, schedule like crazy, and not having the staff to do it. Not wanting to burn out my staff and making sure that they don't feel overwhelmed so they leave. The fine line is a balancing act, but it is the, the cross we bear right now. It's the burden that comes with the job. Not everything's sunshine and lollipops, but this is one I didn't see coming. People not wanting to work, and then even if you pay them $20, $22 an hour, you get garbage for it. You don't feel really good about that paycheck going out. So that's what I have. Next, dry eye and ocular surface disease is booming in my office. One month in, we have people signed up for IPL. We got four signed up in the first month. We have a bunch of uh, dry eye evaluations coming up in February. We are growing. People are having success with it. It's awesome. I'm getting traction. People, other doctors are referring, which is what I want. And we haven't even started marketing yet. We will continue to grow. We have, you know, IPL, tear care, low-level light therapy. We do amniotic membranes, autoglyph serum. Whatever needs to be done, we will do. We do it with a smile on our faces. We love it. So, dry eye patients, come our way. Love the niche. Fun times. If you guys are trying to start dry eye stuff, hit me up. I love to talk about it. I can share what I'm doing. I am very early in it. So I'm still in the acquisition phase of this process. I'm learning as much as I can, but I will share as much as I can along the way. So that's a little office talk. We'll have more for you next week. Where, oh, where has the time gone? We're to the closing thought of the episode. And I heard a quote today that I thought was pretty uh, pretty telling. Every day when I wake up, I think today is a good day to have a great experience, to have a great time, right? Today is a good day to have a great day, if you will, right? Think about that. It's a good day to have a great day. You choose the attitude that you carry, Right? I don't care what your circumstance is, you control your attitude. It's easier said than done. I know I'm not Tony frickin' Robbins here, but we do control our attitudes. And, unfortunately, our attitudes really do steer the ship of our our day. So, when you wake up tomorrow, or right now, when you hear this, it's a good day to have a great day. That's what I have for you. Dr. Lily out. We want to thank you for listening to today's episode and hope that you found a pearl to apply to your practice. We believe as a community, there is much wisdom to be shared. So if you have questions, suggestions, or requests, we want to know. Feel free to reach out to us via social media and leave a comment or email us at theultimateodpodcast at gmail.com so we can make this podcast even better for you. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review, and we'll catch you again next week.